0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, May 5th, 6 04 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures up two and three quarters at 797. December corn up three and a quarter at 739 and a half. July soybeans up 13 and a quarter at 1653 and three quarters. November soybeans up eight cents at 1494 and a half. July Chicago wheat up 20 and three quarters at 10.97 and a quarter. July Kansas City wheat up 23 at 11.46 and a quarter. July spring wheat up 18 and a quarter at 11.95 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, guys. Like these videos, leave me a comment. Uh, Let me know what sort of planting progress is occurring in your area. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service, I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day, Uh, morning email, weather info, subscriber-only videos, text messages. Um, This stuff is all mobile-friendly. If you're on the go, this stuff is all very easily accessible on your phone. I did a video for my subscribers yesterday regarding the Indian wheat situation. We had some headlines uh, regarding India and wheat exports that I'll discuss here in a second, but I went through the entire situation, uh, their production, what they typically export, how they play into the global wheat market. So if you guys are interested in this deal, uh, sign up for that premium subscription. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. We've got some rains moving across the plains and into the U.S. Corn Belt here this morning. You've got this system over Oklahoma into Missouri. It'll go into Illinois and then into the eastern Corn Belt. You've got an additional system over parts of, say, western Iowa. Um, Over the next seven days in total, most of the Corn Belt will see one inch or less of precipitation. You look at, say, this um, uh, eastern two-thirds of Iowa, they're going to be pretty dry uh, compared to the rest of the Corn Belt, but nobody's going to see a ton of rain, but still rain nevertheless. Uh, For the central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt, your 6 to 10 looks pretty good, dry, and temperatures well above normal. The northern plains could still be problematic if they catch additional rains uh, here next week, so that's uh, still a question mark. There's going to be a big heat wave next week. There are going to be parts of Illinois, parts of Iowa that hit 90 degrees come the middle part of next week, so I suppose this may be one of those years where we just kind of skip over spring. You go from uh, winter straight to summer, uh, one of those deals, but that heat's coming into the plains Uh, later this week and then into the Corn Belt uh, by early next week. So we had a bunch of headlines regarding India and wheat and Indian wheat exports yesterday. Initially, Bloomberg reported, citing unnamed sources, that India would consider restricting wheat exports, quote, as heat destroys crops. The Bloomberg piece, uh, again, cited only unnamed sources. The wheat market, along with corn and soybeans, rallied sharply on that initial news. Uh, Reuters then later reported that India was not considering an export curb. They had a direct quote from India's food secretary. Uh, He said this, there is no move to curb wheat exports as the country has sufficient stocks of wheat. In either case, there are some new and reduced crop estimates out there, and essentially, the new and reduced crop estimates are still calling for the second largest Indian wheat crop on record. So this quote here, heat-destroying crops, is is maybe a little bit hyperbolic in nature. Uh, In any case, India produces a ton of wheat. They're the third largest wheat exporter in the world behind the EU and China, but they don't export a ton of it. Uh, The USDA balance sheet as it stands right now says that uh, India will account for only 4% of global wheat exports. And there had been some thought that maybe India would export more wheat. They had sufficient stockpiles. Prices were high, and maybe they still will, but a lot of uh, uh, kind of back and forth in regard to the reporting on this deal yesterday. U.S. ethanol stocks declined for a fifth straight week. Stocks were down 0.3% on the week at 23.887 million barrels. Despite that decline, stocks remain at their highest level on record seasonally behind only 2020. Ethanol production increased marginally 969,000 barrels per day. That's above each of the last two years, but perhaps slightly behind average uh, when compared to your pre-COVID year pre-COVID years, your 2018 or 2019 production margins for the uh, U.S. ethanol producer remain generally positive around the Corn Belt. Fertilizer companies are making a ton of money, no surprise here. CF Industries reported earnings yesterday, uh, quarterly earnings up 485%. Earnings reached $883 million in the first three months of the year, compared with just $151 million the same quarter last year. Net sales, $2.9 billion versus $1 billion a year ago. CF said that it shipped the highest quarterly volume of nitrogen by rail in North America in 10 years. Global fertilizer inventory is extremely tight, partially due to the Russia-Ukraine situation, also because of just ongoing general supply chain issues. Uh, The other fertilizer companies also had fantastic first quarters. Mosaic was up 400%, Nutrien up 850%. The Fed raised rates again yesterday, as expected. The Fed fund target rate was increased by half a percentage point. We've now got a target range of three quarters to 1%. This was the largest single increase to the Fed fund rate since 2000. So you got to go back 22 years to find a half point hike. Interest rate markets at this point have generally discounted a Fed fund rate that will be near 2.75% by year's end. Fed Chair Jerome Powell did a press conference, which was actually very interesting. Uh, Following the announcement, he discussed inflation, its impact on Americans, the Fed's plans in uh, that press conference. The Fed will begin to reduce the size of its $9 trillion balance sheet on June 1st. The current plan involves rolling off uh, $47.5 billion per month in assets. Uh, So they're going to attempt to do this here. We're going very quickly from quantitative easing to quantitative tightening. Uh, The market... Uh, I think was relieved that Powell uh, said nothing about uh, a three-quarter point hike or actually uh, was asked about it and said, no, we're not going to go that way. So I think the market was relieved and we actually saw a big rally in the stock market yesterday following uh, this news. So the S&P finished almost 3% higher yesterday. That's a huge day. The Dow was up 932 points or 2.8%. So big up day in the stock market yesterday. I don't know if that means the correction was over or anything like that but a big update in the stock market we do have an export sales report this morning at 7 30 a.m central corn sales uh, old crop expected 500 to 1.2 million new crop corn sales expected 100 to 250. Soybeans, 200 to 750. Expected uh, for old crop, 400 to 1 million. Expected for new crop wheat sales, 0 to 200 for old crop and 100 to 250 for new crop. The Cattle market was mixed yesterday. We did have some uh, better volume in cash. Cattle, 140 to 148. Uh, cattle tra- traded in both the North and the South. In the outside markets, uh, the U.S. dollar is higher. The s and is down 20 points. The Dow is down 120 ahead of the cash open. The bonds are off. Gold's up 30 bucks. Crude oil is up 29 cents at 108.10 in the June. WTI toward the extreme upper end of its recent trading range. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys on Friday.